Your attention, please. <laughs> the Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Brad, for yet another week in a row, uh, we have Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind news to start the show. Did did I I I will be honest, I didn't listen to the, to last week's episode. Did we have a stinger? <laughs> no. Jeremy, get on the stinger because you're because you are the one who keeps putting this news in our show notes for us to discuss. So you need to get on this. Okay. Anyway, but this one, what but is this the- one is actually meaningful in a in a very very quickly deleted tweet. Uh, a Walt Disney World Imagineer said, "Hey, Guardians of the Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind is great. I can't wait for you to experience it Memorial Day weekend." And. Everybody was like, oh, cool, it's opening Memorial Day weekend. And then the tweet was deleted. So apparently he wasn't supposed to say that. But we have a uh, maybe, probably opening date of Memorial Day weekend. So I'm happy about that because that's before my next trip. But, uh, yeah, I think it's – I always think it's kind of funny when somebody slips up and and tweets from a, you know, quote, official account. Whoops. Right, yeah. So to me, uh, when you – when I read this, I read this as uh, a likely opening date or or a targeted opening date, I guess, is is probably the yeah. most accurate thing to call it. Sure. it. Like, we are planning to try to open this Memorial Day weekend, but, but at the same, like, Memorial Day weekend is not that far away, right? Yeah, it's like three I mean, months. Right. So, I don't know. The, the only other... <laughs> And they're doing test rides at this point because that's what this guy had posted about, right? Yeah, he had ridden it. Yeah. So what is? I'm trying to figure out what is so questionable that they're not willing to commit to that date at this point. Yeah, if it's you operational right now. Yeah. Go ahead and just put right. a date out there. Yeah, but what is what is missing or? Well, no, like we we've both seen what the uh, what the availability looks like right now. Surely it's not a matter of oh well, we're afraid people will make you know not make their reservations or or move their reservations as a result of it. I I don't know. I'm trying to to play and play through in my head the reasons that you would choose to do it this way, and and I don't know. Like that's the, that's the only thing that I like. I I'm not concerned about it. But it's the one thing that I'm interested in is what prevents them from just saying this is the date. And I I assume at some point we will find out, right? Yeah. I mean, I assume that the things... Memorial Day weekend seems like an obvious time to open because it's a, you know, it's a busy time. So I think think Memorial Day weekend is probably when they want to open. Um, So I don't, you know, other than like you're saying, if there's some horrible, horrible issue... Uh, you know, if a Imagineer's back got broken or something while he was riding it, like I, I think they opened Memorial Day weekend. I don't, I, I too don't understand why not just say, you know, hey, can't wait for you to experience this. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But anyway, the more the moral of the story is make your reservations for Memorial Day weekend because we have one hundred percent guaranteed that it will be opening Memorial Day weekend. Or and Brad will give you your money back on your tickets and your flight and your hotel if it doesn't. That's a guarantee from us. Yes, and you can find me in... Uh, can you just go ahead and, and throw your address in right here, Jeremy, please? 
One, two, three, fake street. <laughs> yes. Anywheresville, USA. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Well, I, I, I'm excited for this because that means we won't regularly have... There, there, there is a, a potential end to our our weekly right. Well, cosmic in the, rewind segment. You know, I I don't want to talk at length about it, but they have you know added more of the theming elements to the stand. So it, it every day the ship out front gets closer and closer to completion, and and it looks great. So uh, I I think we're wrapping up. There's a bow on. You know, they're starting to put the bow on top. I guess. Well, but maybe that's the reason why they can't guarantee Memorial Day. Like they're they're initially they were just going to have just this, you know, like Spartan stand. And then everybody <laughs> complained about that and they said, "Okay, well, let's add a little bit more." So they're they're actually just waiting cuz they're going to get to the point, you know, they add a little bit more and then they see what does Twitter say? And add a little <laughs> bit more and say, "What does Twitter say?" <laughs> and so the question is: By Memorial Day weekend, will Twitter stop complaining about this stupid ship, or will we have to keep going? Like three years later, they're still. Is it okay now? And it's blue, right? and it's got uh, flames yeah. on it, and yeah. Please just let us open this <laughs> roller coaster. Uh, sorry, guys. It's they, been they built for it. five years. They and open it's it never like been a week run. later. They yeah. have to shut down for two months for. Uh, for repairs because <laughs> stuff is rusted out due to lack of use. Oh man, uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see, and we'll we'll save all of your latest thoughts on the theming for uh, next week's uh, <laughs> segment of Cosmic Rewind. Why ain't it? Why ain't it built? So yet? to switch the topic to something that you actually will have the opportunity to take advantage of when you go next month, um, February twenty fifth through August seventh. Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, Frozen Ever After, and Space Mountain will no longer be individual Lightning Lane attractions uh, and will just be Genie Plus Lightning Lane attractions, meaning that these used to cost, you know, between 10 and $15 to get a Lightning Lane for, and between February 25th and August 7th, they'll just be included in the $15 per day uh, Genie Plus cost. So this is a good thing. Yeah, I mean, Genie Plus is getting more stuff, and they are cutting it down to where Lightning Lane is just a single attraction uh, per park, right? And they are because they are proving that they are willing to change the lightning, the individual Lightning Lane lineup, uh, depending on season and uh, attraction popularity and all that stuff. So I I like this that, you know, maybe sometimes some of these are going to be individual lightning lane, but sometimes they're not. You know, obviously, Rise of the Resistance, uh, Ratatouille, you know, Flight of Passage, stuff like that is not really ever probably going to come off of the individual lightning lane list. But some of these other attractions, I can, you know, I can... I can appreciate that they would come on or go on and come off of the list, you know, depending on the season. Yeah, though, at the same time, I'm I'm kind of sur- well, I'm surprised and I'm not surprised to see this news. So I'm not surprised to see this news because as we discussed the other day, if they're already having the issues they're having with with uh, Genie Plus when you start adding more people, isn't that just going to exacerbate the issue? And the fix for that, I guess, is create more things that can eat the people, right? More things for people to use their 
their reservation on so that way stuff isn't running out super fast. But what is surprising to me is that they went ahead and did that because I kind of figured they wouldn't care. And I don't know, maybe maybe this just highlights how jaded I have become. There was some part there is some part of me that would almost expect the opposite to happen as the you know, as you get into the busier time of the year where they would want to put more things on individual lightning lane because you know, there's more opportunities to make money for this. So those things that are on individual lightning lane are probably going to have more purchases happen. And the you know, if you were to add a ride, say at uh you know, one or two of the parks, then that's another thing that people would suddenly pay for Lightning Lane on. You know, like, I don't know. There, There is a world in which I could see Big Thunder suddenly goes individual Lightning Lane and, uh, God, I don't know, Spaceship or, or, or Soren, maybe? I don't know. I'm I'm trying to figure out what Epcot attraction you would add to it. Like, in addition to Space Mountain and Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Like, what would be the next... Oh, you know what? Peter Pan. It's Frozen. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about in in Magic Kingdom. Oh, I thought you said Epcot. Sorry. Oh, did I... I, Sorry, my my brain is flipping between... Yes, I did say in Epcot. So, uh, Ratatouille and Frozen Ever After are the two. So, I think they could have added a third with... Like I said... I keep going back and forth. Yeah, because you know what? That would also give them the easiest ability to to not negatively affect things because it already eats so many people anyway. That they could that they know that the the weights will be enough that people would want to buy it. Man, why are we putting stuff like this out here? (laughs) I don't want to give Disney any ideas. Let's just let's just be happy that they're moving things. And the August seventh date sounds a little bit like random. But apparently that is in line with Disney changing uh, what the seasons, you know, because the ticket prices change on that day as well. So I don't know. Disney is coming done some... out of Disney summer. Disney. It's coming out of busy, <laughs> the busy summer season. The Disney Disney summer season. <laughs> um, I am. So when when Genie Plus was first announced and Lightning Lane was first announced, uh, my biggest fear was twofold it was either that they were going to keep this list rigid and never take things off you know remove things and only ever add things or that they would on a like hourly basis change the list right and and like if you you know if you're at magic kingdom and in the afternoon you know, uh, Space Mountain or Tomorrowland is not very full. And uh, if Tomorrowland's not very full, but like Frontierland is full or Adventureland is full, uh, that they would pull Space Mountain off of the lightning, or the individual lightning lane list so that, you know, to move people over into Tomorrowland. And then, you know, vice versa, if, you know, Tomorrowland is too full, they remove or they add Space Mountain back to get people to, you know, either pay for it or, or move out of Tomorrowland and move into another land. Like, I was I was afraid that they were going to use this as, like, a hour-by-hour people-moving technique. 
So I'm glad that they're not doing that, that, you know, we're, we're getting this guidance that February 25th through August 7th, which is five months from now, basically, um, these attractions are going to be on. So I, I think that this is a pretty happy medium for, for this. And I'm, I'm very glad that it, it is not the unmoving rigid list that I was fearing, but also that it's not, you know, this hour by hour, like just pain in the butt to keep up with that. I, I was about I to say, yeah, the, the thing that you have no way of ever right. knowing what it's actually going to be at any given time, really. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think this is, you know, cool. It's cool to see that this is happening. Um, and kind of, you know, it's also kind of refreshing to have kind of a look at, Parks and Resorts is trying to figure this out, you know, mm-hmm. and you kind of have a little bit of a of a look inside to see what they're doing and, and what they're thinking and, and kind of see Genie Plus change from what it was, you know, at the beginning into, you know, hopefully something better. Right. Yeah, I I don't know. I want to try to be positive about this and say, hey, look, they are they're willing to change. And thus, maybe they'll make the change that I want them to make and stop charging. Well, I want them to start char- stop charging altogether, but even stop charging quite so much. I don't actually think that's ever going to happen. Um, but yeah, it's they they aren't committed to yeah. every ask. Now, as long as it doesn't, I guess this could go the other way, and then they suddenly go, "Hey, we're not committed. That price could go up. The the, the market will bear a little more." Uh, but they haven't done that yet, so I shouldn't, you know. Uh, knock them for something that they haven't done when there's plenty of things they have. Mm -hmm. So, yay, uh, you have more options available. Yes, I will have more options available. You're still assuming I'm going to use Lightning Lane. and uh, I am assuming that you will have Genie Plus for at least one or two days of your your trip. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. That'll be... We'll save that for the uh, for the trip report, and we'll we'll see how desperate Brad got. the The next thing I want to talk about is uh, the embargoes, review embargoes, and and whatever. All of the talking about the galactic Scar- the galactic star cruiser embargoes were lifted, and we've had a ton of videos of the galactic star cruiser experience. We've had a lot of you know written reports of what you do uh we've seen we've seen a lot of the different things you get to experience on the galactic star cruiser and uh i you know i've watched a ton of it i've i've consumed hours of of stuff on the galactic star cruiser um i i don't really want to talk about the galactic star cruiser experience just because the people that have experienced it so far did not pay to do it. They are people that Disney chose and invited to do this free, you know, preview weekend of it. Um, I don't, I don't feel like we actually know, you know, how it's going to be. Um, so right. I don't really want to discuss it um, as an overall thing. But there were two, there were two things that I one one that I saw and one that I read that I wanted to talk about. Um, okay, the first one is that apparently uh, Disney has been floating the idea that uh, while the guests on the Galactic Star Cruiser are on Batuu, um, which is on the second day of your trip, you will spend you know most of the day on Batuu in Galaxy's Edge. Um, 
and you there are like missions you have to collect data for these missions you get to ride rise of the resistance uh you get a free lightning lane for rise of the resistance and um you know you have like your lunch and snacks are included or whatever um so while the guests of the Galactic Star Cruiser are off planet on Batu, um, they would allow you know people to come onto the Halcyon for a fee and tour the Galactic Star Cruiser while you know housekeeping is cleaning all of the guest rooms. So mm-hmm. you basically have this big empty ship, and they would let you know people pay to take a tour of the Halcyon um, while while it's empty, right? And I, I think that's a that's a clever you know way for them to, to, I guess maybe, uh, if I'm being charitable, to open this experience up to more people. Um, if I'm being not charitable, um, to make no, no, a, you can you can be charitable. I'll be not charitable. <laughs> okay, this is a dumb idea. Well, I okay, don't like, I don't know. It depends on how much they well, call, they I, charge. I was about to say. Let me let me rephrase that. If it's ten dollars or less, great idea. Anything more than ten dollars, it will dumb be hundreds idea. of dollars. It will be one or I I would assume it's two hundred to three hundred dollars to do that. Is it okay? How I don't know. I don't Why? know. This is all. This is all just. People who well, know people okay. who know people let's, saying they've heard that this is going to happen, but it makes sense because you well, have this. Let's take it away from that and let's just let's just take it to the uh, what the thought experiment of if they wanted to do something like this, what would we think would be a de- a reasonable number, and and why would that number be reasonable? Because quite honestly, that's what I want to know is why would I pay a couple of hundred dollars to go to you know, to go to the Halcyon for what, like two hours or something mm-hmm. like that, and ostensibly, you know, you're you're suggesting possibly pay up to a hundred dollars an hour just to go and get a tour of it. And I mean, like, well, what's what's the tour really supposed to do? Make me want to go and spend the thousands of dollars to go right get a room on the Halcyon, right? Yep, and maybe have the opportunity to buy some of the um, Halcyon specific Halcyon exclusive merch. That, that they have um i don't know I, I i would i would want to do it again if the price was right i think a hundred dollars is if i'm being both realistic and kind of trying to figure out what a fair price was i think a hundred bucks for a two-hour tour of the halcyon if i got to go in the in the you know whatever the bus is that they take you in I don't mm-hmm. I don't know what it looks like on the outside. I know what it looks like on the inside and and it doesn't have windows and it does you know they are selling it as a ship down to the planet and the um oh what's the droid that's in Star Tours? Rex. Yeah, Rex. He talks to you the whole time. He's like your driver. And so they're they're really selling it as a trip down to uh Batu. And if you got to experience that, if you got to get on the thing and go and, and they, you know, sold it as, okay, now you're on the Halcyon and you got at least that um, experience of, you know, okay, this is not your touring the Galactic Star Cruiser, you know, hotel experience. And, and like, you know, there's a person there trying to sell you a timeshare kind of thing. But if you actually, if they sold it as like, come take a tour of this cool ship that's in space um, and just tried to let that be its own kind of temptation to pay the money to actually experience it. I think a hundred dollars is a price that 
that would be fair. Now, if they have somebody who's trying to sell you, you know, a trip on the Halcyon or something on board, then, you know, that puts a bad taste in my mouth. But I think $100 is is fair. Okay, so in comparison, the 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 best value, which I have never... I did not know it was this cheap. I'm going to... When it is available again, I'm doing this. It's just got to happen. The Behind the Seeds Tour... Yeah, I got to do it. $29. Yeah. $29. Dude, how did... However not... I did it. I honestly thought it was going to be more than that. It's $29. I'm going to go do that tour. Yeah. Um, But I would, I would rather spend the $29 to do the Behind the Scenes... The Behind the Seeds Tour. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like... Now, if it's $29 for that or the Halcyon... Yeah, Halcyon. But when it, you're talking about that or $100, but like you can go do the Keys to the Kingdom tour at Magic Kingdom, which is a five-hour tour that takes you down into the Utilidor, and you get lunch with it and all of that stuff, and you get ears with it. Oh, sorry. You get an exclusive keepsake. They don't tell you that it's ears. It's ears. Uh, <laughs> for $114 per person, that's See, that five seems hours. low, too. That's crazy. But But what I'm saying is like, so so I'm trying to use the these information points to try to decide what I would even want to pay. So I think first of all But compared it to the cost to- of the, the thing. So you're paying hundred and fourteen dollars to do a five hour tour at the Magic Kingdom. Sh- right. Sure. That 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 is a number and a number of hours that you can divide and get an hourly cost. But the cost to go to the Magic Kingdom is 150 bucks for a day now what's the cost to what's the cost to go to magic Can- to disney's hollywood studios because i guarantee you this tour is going to start in disney's hollywood studios absolutely it is but the cost to go on the halcyon otherwise is five thousand dollars so it's not you know you if if you're saying paying a hundred percent Plus of the cost of a one day at the Magic Kingdom is what I is what you would pay to go on the uh, tour. Then paying five percent of one day on the Halcyon, or maybe you know what is it? I guess if you take five thousand twenty five hundred, so paying you know ten percent, eight percent of one day on the Halcyon. If you look at it as a percentage of what the daily cost is, it's low, but but it, that's because the Halcyon is so unbelievably expensive that when you're talking about a tour of some of an experience that costs five grand at a minimum, it doesn't seem as bad as when you when you say you can go on a tour of the Magic Kingdom, but it's you know it's the cost of you have to buy a ticket and then you have to pay the same amount to do the tour. You know, and again, I am not. Ju- I am not. I am not trying to advocate <laughs> for that for this tour because I I think the Star Cruiser is so so overpriced. But I'm just trying to. When I say a hundred dollars is a fair price, that's my thought process. Is you're you're talking about doing a tour of a of an experience that costs five thousand dollars to do fully, so a hundred bucks. Okay feels better i tell you what a hundred dollars two hour tour lunch included then then we can talk okay because there's, there's if you got to eat, eat if you got yes. to eat on the halcyon because that that is the one universally positive thing that i have heard is that the food is banging it is so good 
Right. So, yeah, so if you get to eat on the Halcyon, yeah, for sure. So give give me give me a meal with that, and then and then we can talk. But yeah, like you can do the the wild Africa trek, you know, at uh, at uh, Animal Kingdom, mm-hmm. where like you're walking across the rope bridges and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's two hundred dollars. That seems way cooler to me and, than and than that doing is Halcyon. that's the comparable thing. That's like everybody has been saying, you know, the same way that they do the Wild Africa Trek, they would do, uh, you know, a, 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 you know, whatever, an experience on the Halcyon. I I don't know. I think I would rather do the Wild Africa Trek. I definitely would also. Like, like just $200 versus $200. Give me that. I don't know. I, I think right. the only takeaway that I really have from this is that I need to do the behind the seeds uh, tour because... $29. Yeah. That's, I'm that's definitely, a, I'm praying that by November the behind the seats tour is back because I, I have no idea how living with the land is like top five attractions at Walt Disney World for me. And I didn't even know that was a thing until late last year. So I'm embarrassed that I didn't even know I could have done the behind the seats tour. Right. And like I've known that it's been a thing for a long time. I've just always assumed that those tours were going to be super expensive. Sure. So I just, I never even bothered like looking into it. So I don't know, spend my, spend my $29. So anyway, (laughs) that's the, that's the first thing, which is that, yeah, they're going to start charging money just to go visit. Uh, Maybe rumored, rumored. Yeah. Or our thought experiment of what would it be worth to go visit? And the moral, my story is give me food and then we can talk, which is, admittedly how i how i view a lot of things in life so (laughs) so okay the second thing is and let me give some context first um at space 220 their new restaurant at epcot when you um similar to california girl when your table is ready they call your name and they put you in a quote elevator and you ascend into space to the uh, restaurant and Space 220, they have a little, it's a circular room with a video screen on the floor and a video screen, screen on the ceiling. Uh, and You mean you windows, as, right? Windows, windows, yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, you ascend up to the space station where the restaurant is. And when you get up there, the doors open, you walk into the restaurant, and you have a view of Earth. At the Galactic Star Cruiser, you walk into the, um, basically, what do you call that at a, for a cruise ship the um not the port but the the place where you like would get onto the ship i don't i don't remember what what the what the i don't know i'm nomenclature not a, I'm not a cruise that. i'm not a cruise shipologist <laughs> but, um, anyway, but anyway you enter this spot. you enter this building where you know you you go and you get with your group or whatever and they kind of give you an orientation and then you get into a a transfer ship a small a small ship with you know eight or ten different people, and they take you up to the Halcyon. So you enter this building on Earth, you know, in Florida, and mm-hmm. you get on the ship and you fly up to the Halcyon. Right. the The trip up to the Halcyon, and and. For people who, you know, want to see this, I'll put video links in the show notes. Um, the trip up to the Halcyon is you're basically in this in this ship 
and your only view to the outside is a really small window at the top. And you can see, you know, space, and you can see other ships and, and stuff like that, and you can see the little tugboat robots that come and, and help you dock. My 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 big thought on this, uh, and really the, the biggest kind of, like, negative the negative thought I had when I was watching all this, uh, all this galactic star cruiser footage and and content and stuff was that trip to the Halcyon is not even nearly as cool or dynamic as the trip up to space 220. And this is, you know, again, a $5,000 experience versus a $200 meal. And I just, I, I think it's kind of weird and, and, and sad maybe that Space 220 has a much cooler experience to get you up to space. I mean, the window at the bottom shows Epcot. As you ascend, the view from the elevator is Epcot. You can see Spaceship Earth and you can see the monorail and you can see everything. Everything's there. Test track's there. Um, mission space. You can see it all. Um, and so I, I think it's very strange that the Space 220 elevator ride is much more dynamic and, and cool, seemingly. Like, I, right. you know, I've not done either of them in person. But seemingly, the one, in, the one that takes you up to Space 220 is better. You know, it's, it's a much more convincing effect. Yeah, I, I don't know. I... I'm somewhat hesitant because there's part of me that's like we we know that things don't always uh what translate as well via video versus when you're watching them in person. Absolutely. But, but the size of the, the windows. Hand, yeah, yeah, unless there's something I'm missing on the Halcyon video, he does look better I, I mean and i don't know I, I i don't know why i'm trying to head like i just don't you, understand why would you why would you take this experience of you heading up to space and 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 make the viewport you know 10 inches tall right like, and it's make not like the you're whole, trying you're not trying to thing. say that it should it has to be better than space two twenty, but you're saying that space it, it should at least be on par, <laughs> if, if not better, but I'm, on par at minimum. Yes, and I, I I just don't yeah I don't I don't necessarily understand what they were going for, you know, with not making the windows larger to kind of give well, you a and better I view. To, I was trying to think like oh well this you know it's a Star Wars thing so this is how it works but. I mean, space tours, you get that big window in the front that you can yeah. see. Surely your pilot as you're as you're going up to the Halcyon could similarly open the blast the blast shield door or whatever to let you see. Uh I don't I don't know. Yeah, it just it's it's odd and I think you're like again with the with the uh what qualifier that it could be different in person based on the data that we have it sure seems like space 220 is a uh a better looking experience and i because at the and and i, I think mean, the, other the thing, in the space 221 looks really cool yes yeah 
I think it, I, I I just I am so excited to eat there, like way more excited than I was. I yeah, think it looks I still awesome. I still don't have a uh, reservation for that. So if anybody <laughs> wants to to throw throw me a bone here, I'm and, I'm all for that. And and the one thing this is not a space two twenty conversation, but the the thing that I I didn't know about until I was looking is space two twenty is prefix. Lunch is um, an appetizer and an entree, and it's like. 50 bucks or 60 bucks and then dinner is an appetizer and entree and a dessert and it's like 75 or 80 i don't remember but it's prefix so you know what you're going to spend before you even go in there yep disney disney loves them those prefix (laughs) menus oh man yeah well the other thing here to me is i feel like there's got to be a lot of overlap between space 220 and the star cruiser in the technology they used for both of them. I would assume, right? they're, yeah, they're the both windows being especially. built around the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the technology as it relates to these aspects, right? The depth, the depth effect mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the window that, that they engineered for Mission Space. Right. And so, yeah, the the and depth effect to make not to make it not look like you're looking at a screen that's, you know, five inches behind some glass, but that it actually does look like Earth is, you know, thousands of miles away. Yeah, I guess at the at the end of the day, what I keep coming back to is I have no good reason for it to be this way, and I sure hope I'm wrong. But you know what? I guess the on the positive side of things, if you want to take it as a positive, I'll never know for sure because I didn't get an invite from Disney to go <laughs> to go beyond the Star Cruiser, and I don't see me winning the lottery in the future since I don't play. And without either of those things, I don't think I'm ever going to uh, be spending a uh, any time there. So <laughs> I guess it's okay. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, no bummers, Jeremy. No bummers. No bummers. I think that'll do it for this episode. You can follow us on Twitter at MTM Podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash MTM Podcast. And you can visit us on the web at missingthemouse.co. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And until then, have a magical day. <laughs>